Hi everybody, it's Brad Burton, Revolution Hockey Series, Perspective Hockey Talk. We're going into episode three today. Uh, just before we get into the introduction of our special guest, I'm going to do a little plug here for my upcoming novel, Making the Cut. I uh, just went through the second stage of editing, the final phase for that, and it's been sent back in for proofread. So I'm excited to say that it's closing in on the time where that will be released. Um, and looking forward to share further details regarding that. Uh, furthermore, here with uh, Perspective Hockey Talk, I've had two great guests on so far. Another one uh, here with episode three, and uh, I've uh, accumulated quite a, quite a list of, of future guests that uh, I'm looking forward to talking to as well and sharing their stories. Um, today's guest is uh, played last year with Anyang Hala in the Asia uh, League ice hockey. Uh, he represented the South Korean national team at world championships in the past and this past Olympic Games. Uh, it's an incredible story from where he came from with Seaforth Minor Hockey to his progression to his time in South Korea and uh, looking forward to sharing his story. So without further ado, here's Matt Dalton. Thanks for joining me tonight, Matt. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. So, I, I mean, probably the most intriguing part of your career uh, is really at the tail end here with uh, what's going on in South Korea uh, in the Asia League. Uh, I just want to start off by kind of maybe getting into that so we'll kind of Quentin Tarantino this one and start at the end and then work through <laughs> from the beginning and how you got there but uh, I mean you've spent six seasons there uh, it, it looks like immediately your first year was strong your second year uh, continued on strong and then uh, maybe you just want to touch on how if the citizenship whole thing worked because you obviously became like a very uh, important person in South Korea hockey and were brought in to play in world championships and then uh, into the Olympic Games. So you just want to get in and touch on uh, how everything just went down with that? Yeah. Um, I, I met a guy from London. Uh, his name was Steve Beck and he used to run like pro skates and stuff in London and um, I was currently playing in the cage all the time and uh, I would go to these skates and uh, so I got to know this guy pretty well and um, he had talked to me about you know going to play hockey in Korea and I, I really had no idea about it at the time and um, I was uh, after my third year in Russia I was coming off an injury there and um, I just, I was kind of looking for a change, um, whether it was in Russia or Europe or whatever, but I was just looking for something different, like a different team. And uh, he told me, he said like, you know, this is kind of your last chance. You know, if you don't go, they're going to take someone else. And, you know, he kind of said, you'd have the opportunity if everything went well to get a passport and do all this kind of stuff. So, um, I had seen in Russia, like guys that had got passports in like Kazakhstan, Belarus, these, so I kind of knew how the situation worked and, and I seen how it worked for those guys. And, you know, they were pretty successful with it. So 
I reached out to a couple guys that were in Korea at the time that had been playing there and just kind of, I don't know, asked them questions about life there and hockey and what to expect and, you know, all those kind of questions. And everything I heard was positive and good. And uh, so I just decided to take a chance. And I know at the time it was probably a crazy decision or a crazy move, but uh, it was probably the smartest thing I ever did. Uh, You know, it was – it's been great and um you know it's a it's a it's a home for me over there you know i'm really close with my teammates and i've met so many amazing people over there and uh i'm so so thankful that i was given this opportunity and um you know it's it's been a lot of hard work too and sacrifice and stuff like that but um it's been great the whole passport um process was kind of you had to play two years there and then um, go through basically um, immigration, like if you were getting any kind of passports. And, and then um, the Korean Olympic Committee had to approve of you to get citizenship too. So there was, there was a few steps and um, there, I'm not going to lie, there was some stressful times too, you know, like yeah. learning to speak the language and uh, things like that. And, um, and knowing that, you had to pass this thing because if you didn't, it was kind of like, well, you failed kind of, but um, no, it, it, it all worked out. And honestly, it's been amazing. So yeah, that's such a neat story. So, something you don't hear every day. That's for yeah, sure. no, it, it was definitely, <laughs> you know, when it was brought to me, I didn't really know what to think of it. And that's why I made some phone calls and stuff like that. And I talked to a few guys that had, were given passports before me. Um, I was lucky when I went through the process that there was a, a guy on my team, a defenseman that was going through the same process at the same time. So we right. kind of lean on each other a little bit and, and get through it together. So that definitely uh, made it easier. Yeah. Uh, so like spending time at the world championships, uh, I don't know how that would have compared to necessarily the Olympic Games, but uh, do you want to just kind of touch on the international uh, experience with them? Yeah, it, honestly, it's pretty fun. It's um, you get to go to some pretty cool places, um, you know, and you usually go there early, so you've got some free time, and you know, you play some exhibition games, and you travel around a little bit, and. Um, it's it's a good gig it's it's uh it's definitely stressful you know those games you know are pretty stressful they mean a lot um but you know it's also we've been fairly successful at that level so it's been it's been fun you know we uh um yeah it's always something that it's at the end of the year so you're you know you're it's tough to stay in it but once you get there to the venue and you're around it all it's pretty easy to get get up for it so yeah I was uh when you guys played Canada in the Olympics there I I wanted to see the Peters and Dalton match up in that but yeah, yeah. fortunately Canada let me down <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah it would, have been, it would have been pretty wild like you know when you when you sit back and actually think about that like where we both came from and um you know the small little area that we live in um that is pretty wild so um it was pretty cool to see him there too and uh get to catch up you know like we knew each other really well when we were younger but as you grow and you move apart and it's hard to keep up with people and 
um, to get to spend some time there and just catch up. It was, uh, it was pretty nice. Um, yeah. you know, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of that, just, uh, I was just on, uh, probably just searching for some of your photos there and just saw one of your photos with Cal over in Russia and just kind of the same thing, right? I know you guys are pretty close when you were back here, but just over time, like everybody's off in their own direction. So that's, yeah, yeah, that was, I, I still, that was another one. It was pretty cool. Um, I was over in Russia before he came over and, uh, you know, he came over and, uh, same thing, you know, a guy that I grew up with my whole life and, you know, um, it was pretty special and, you know, our free time, we, we'd, you know, I, we'd fly to Moscow and hang out in Moscow together and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, some good memories. Um, but yeah, such a small, small hockey community and hockey world for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. So, uh, Going right back to, to the start, uh, playing your hockey in Seaforth. I mean, I mean, playing like growing up and playing against Seaforth from playing in Wingham, and just we always had strong competition. And then as we progress, obviously, you start to get to know guys and stuff. Uh, like that lineup that you guys had, and I'll only touch on like three of the players because you had a whole lot more that were really good hockey players, but the three that I'm thinking here, uh, yourself, Cal, O'Reilly, and Tyler Doig, all coming from a small center, 86s, and they and you all go on to play pro hockey. Uh, you want to just like explain maybe yeah. where that all comes from with you, you three and then just the quality of players from in that area at that time? Yeah, you know, I people ask me that quite a bit actually, and you know, the actual age above us was pretty good too. I'm yeah, not sure if you're yeah, Luke Vick and Greg McGrath. I don't know if yeah. you remember at all. He yeah. was a really good. Person. Um, you know, so we played with them every other year or whatever, and you know, we were we were all very competitive. I think that. Uh, you know, we were all really good friends, but we were, you know, there'd be days we'd get in fights with each other on the ice because of just being competitive and stuff like that. And yeah. um, times were different back then too. You know, it's now it's kids are all playing video games and stuff like that. And I, I get that that's what happens, but, you know, I, I remember a lot, like if we had after school, you know, we'd always be playing basketball, baseball or roller hockey or, you know, we were always playing something after school and it was always competitive. Yeah. Um, and we, there was always a group, uh, you know, those guys from Seaforth and, you know, the, it was the same guys all the time. And I think that forced you, you know, you were always comparing yourself to your friend or you're always comparing yourself. So you had to play, you know, you had to, it raised your game is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. Um, there was always competition and, and I think nowadays people are a little bit scared of competition, but you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's good. It, you know, it brings the best out of you. So um, yeah, we were fortunate and we had great coaching too. Uh, that's another thing. Um, growing up in Seaforth, I never, yeah, I played hockey in Seaforth. I never grew up there, but um, right. playing hockey there, we always had a lot of good, 
role models too. You know, the one thing about Seaforth minor hockey is there was a lot of players before us that kind of went on and whether they went and played NCAA or they went on and played in the OHL or did these things. Um, Seaforth was really good at, you know, talking about these kids or talking about these guys. So as a player, you always felt like you had a chance because this guy did the same thing you did. So why, why can't you make it? Right. So I remember growing up and, you know, I look at it now and I think it's pretty funny, but I always felt like, well, why can't I do it? You know? And, and, uh, you know, there was, you know, boy, Deborah, Rem Murray, Mike Watts, you know, Derek Nesbitt, all these guys. And which is crazy for such a small community, but I think that was a big part of it too. And those guys like Dave McQueen, these guys, they always came back to the community and they always showed face and, you know, so you just felt like, well, there's no reason why I can't do this either. So yeah. um, that was a big, a big thing. I know for me personally, and I, and I know that those other guys too would say the same thing because, yeah. you know, I remember we'd all be together and it's just like, Oh, you know, look at this guy, <laughs> look at this guy. Um, you know, we were all together. We were doing the same thing all the time. So. Yeah. 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 I like just hearing you talk about that and how your close knit friends and I mean, they're either positively pushing you or negatively pushing you. And having a great surrounding atmosphere and environment that you're working with, obviously, is a huge factor. And uh, and with with uh, like you said, with all the the support and uh, from the community and acknowledging like who's been there and where they come from, and then thinking like there's always the Dave McWayne hockey school when we grew up. Yeah. I remember going there a few times. So uh, giving back to the community obviously helps grow that relationship with the young players. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll move on here now towards your junior years. Uh, you said your underage year, I believe was with the Mitchell Hawks. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'll tie the junior D and which was basically junior C experience. If anybody's having difficulties with that now, but uh, uh, junior that junior experience in Ontario, um, just getting your feet wet and playing with the older competition. Did you find that it was a, a big transition for you to do that, especially in the goaltending position, or how did you find that? Yes, I think like. Um... You know, when you're – there's such an age difference in junior, you know, and, and I think that people sometimes forget that, you know, there's a quite a big difference between a guy that's 20 or 21 and a guy that's 16. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did actually. I found it uh, – we didn't have a great team either, um, which didn't help, but uh, it was a great experience for me. You know, I – you know, it's one thing I, I've played on some really good teams, but I also played on some really bad teams. So, um, and I, I've learned things from playing on both. So, um, but it was definitely a great way to get my feet wet. And, and, you know, that's what transitioned me right into junior B. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. And the people in Mitchell were great. Um, you know, I still know some of the people that I played with back then. So, uh, 
it was a yeah it was a it was a great and I feel very fortunate that I was given that chance to I was given that chance to play a lot as a young goalie where in juniors that doesn't really happen very often so yeah. um, just and that's the only way to develop right so yeah yeah so taking here now moving on to your second year with the Lincolns and you played really well that year uh, and you mentioned like it was uh, kind of a toss up am I gonna play look to play like tier two junior A at that point, or am I uh, potentially going down to the States? Uh, you chose going to Bozeman, playing for the Ice Dogs. Uh, what was uh, the determining factor for you to go that route as opposed to, say, in Ontario? Um, at that time, I decided that I wanted to go to school, and I just – there was a lot more kids getting scholarships out of the U.S. than there was – tier two and I just thought that um I just honestly I just thought my chances were better um to get a scholarship and um yeah so I took a chance and went out there and um it was awesome it was honestly one of the funnest years of hockey I've ever had it was a great place to live and we had a great team and it was it was awesome yeah (laughs) your numbers were pretty good that year too eh um, yeah. Yeah. you talked about um, you talked about uh kind of you're now looking with uh the different ncaa teams down in the states and talked about having some pretty lucrative uh um uh teams coming knocking at your door after that year or during that year um yeah. unfortunately things didn't unfold the way that you did so you end up in des moines uh I guess just going forward with that season in Des Moines, you, like, you had some pretty uh, pretty uh, talented hockey players that you're playing with. Uh, I wrote them down here. Aaron Peluche goes second round to St. Louis. Jeff Petrie, who's was a second-round pick to Edmonton, is a prominent player with the Canadians right now. And uh, Matt Reed from the Elderton area. Uh, what could you say about that? season with Des Moines and how it helped you move to the NCAA the following year? Uh, it was great. It was, uh, it's a great league first off. Like it is a, I don't think people in Canada realize like it is a, it's a really good league. And uh, it was, I, w- I was a little bit disappointed to go there because I wanted to stay in Bozeman for another year and um, it didn't work out. Our team moved and all this kind of stuff. And I ended up, uh, being a free agent got picked up by Des Moines. So I was kind of a little bummed at the start. Um, but then I got there and, um, I knew Matt Reed from before we played in St. Mary's together. So that was, that made it definitely a little bit easier. Um, and we were both going to the same school together. So, um, we had a connection there and yeah, it was, uh, it was a great league. I lived with great people. Um, we had a really good team. Uh, I think we lost in the finals or the, I mean, it's one of the two, but anyways, yeah. it was, it was a great, it was a great experience. Um, we had, a, like I said, a lot of good players and there was a lot of good players in that league at the time too. And um, it definitely helped prepare me for college for sure. Um, yeah. It was a better league than I was in. And um, yeah, uh, my coach uh, at the time, he had played at Bemidji state before. So, you know, he kept a good eye on us and, 
um, definitely helped us out as much as you could and let us know what to look look for when we were heading off to school and all that kind of right. stuff. Yeah, it was a great experience. It was good. Yeah, that's that's awesome to have your coach and know where you're headed. So that's a nice little, exactly. yeah, nice little lead-in. Yeah. yeah. So, like, on your first year at, in college, you, and you don't get a whole lot of game time uh, playing behind Climby. Uh, but he moves on. Uh, what really uh, took your game to the next level and kind of take over that starting role year two? Uh, I think so, some of it was confidence. Um, I think um, I, had a, I had a tough first year. You know, you, you come from juniors where, you know, you're feeling like you're, you know, you're spoiled. You're feeling like you're the best thing coming. And then, you know, you get to college and it's the same thing. It's almost like starting junior again where there's a guy that could be four years older than you and, yeah. you know, play college for three years or whatever. And, um, you know, it was definitely a humbling experience. Uh, my first year, you know, I, I had watched a lot of hockey and I was used yeah. to, I was used to playing a lot of hockey. So, um, it was definitely a humbling experience. And that summer I just made an effort that, you know, I was going to work as hard as I could. And it was really the first summer I dedicated myself to hockey. You know, I had always gotten away with just being naturally gifted and, you know, just, been a good athlete and uh that summer I said you know what I'm gonna do everything I can and and um came in the fall and I still I remember like first couple games that year like I didn't play great like I was just okay I was splitting games with another guy and uh this other guy got hurt and I don't know if that gave me confidence that I knew okay like this is my job now or whatever yeah I don't know what it was but uh after that, we just went on a run and, and uh, you know, I got my game and, uh, you know, we had, we had a really good run that year. We went to, let's see, we went to the final four. So, yeah. um, it was awesome. That was one of the funnest years of hockey. So Yeah. I, I'm thinking, I know that uh, just leading into that year, I believe was uh, my first, maybe it wasn't the first time skating with you, but I know like I uh been elsewhere too and then just getting back into the area and skating with you and Goddard and kind of figured out who you were and yeah. and uh it's uh it's always uh hard work to put the puck in i'd probably know uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that group, that group in Goddard uh i mean yourself in that you had anthony peters usually at the other end and just a great group of uh players like I can see if that's kind of the summer that you're really putting that emphasis on, like just uh, you probably worked with everybody there in the past, but uh, I mean, you surround yourself with another good group of guys to help push you in the right direction goes a long way. For sure. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things I can emphasize is, you know, you're the people you surround yourself with, right. It's, uh, it's important. Um, yeah. You know, you need people that are driven and and have goals and and uh, you know, it, yeah, that's that's kind of you know, I I always I always comp you know, I didn't want Cal to score on me. I didn't want guys <laughs> to score on me, right? Because yeah. you know, then I'd go golfing with them after, and I'd want to beat them in golf. And you know, and but when it was all over, you know, we were 
best buddies. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah. So I look at your stats from that second year, 31 games played. So I think it's 219 goals against average, 921 save percentage. Uh, like you said, a trip to the frozen four. Uh, is this uh, when you're starting to get a lot of, uh, a lot of interest with teams uh, in the pro world. Yeah, it was uh, it was actually quite a honestly it was a whirlwind. Uh, we played our regional tournament in Grand Rapids, Michigan, so it wasn't that far from home, like maybe four or five hours. And uh, we played Notre Dame the first game, and I don't think anyone expected us to win. But all my buddies from this area came to the game, so. Um, we came to the game and they were going to watch the game and we we're going to hang out after the game and they go home and whatever. But so we ended up winning the game and I remember like seeing them after the game. And like now what, like, uh, like, I guess we got to play tomorrow. So like, I guess I'll see you guys tomorrow. And they all stayed the extra day and uh, watched the game the next day. And we played Cornell that day and we ended up beating Cornell too. And it was, it was just a whirlwind. And I, I remember like, meeting them at the restaurant after the game and like it was just you're getting pulled every every way and I remember leaving the rink that day and my parents being there and and people trying to talk to you you know agents and stuff like that and and just my buddies are there I just, just remember remember it being a whirlwind yeah. and uh, it was a crazy experience um but yeah that's kind of when it all started and um you know I kind of we had a break in between going to the final four. We had like a week off and then we hit, went to the final four. So I had a bit of time and I was talking to some teams and agents and stuff like that. And I had an idea that something was going to happen, um, right. but you never really know until your season's done. So, and then you can sign, but um, yeah, it happened pretty quick. Yeah. What would you say of your time in, in uh, the college uh, NCAA, like just as a whole with the education and uh, athletics? Was it a yeah. great experience for you? For sure. For me, uh, for me, it was great. Um, you know, I, everybody's different. Um, and I wasn't necessarily like, I didn't love school or anything like that, but school is my way to excel in hockey. So, um, you know, I did what I had to do. I wasn't a 90% scholar, but I did what I had to do to pass my classes and stay eligible to play in hockey. And, um, you know, for me, it was a great experience and it worked well. Um, But, you know, for some people, the OHL is a better route. You know, it it just depends. The one thing about college is it gives you a little bit more time to develop. You can you can play a couple more years and develop. And that's for me is what I needed. So um, it worked out really well for me. Um, And it was fun. And like college, college playing, being a college athlete in the U S it's a blast. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. That seems to be the common thread with most of the guys that I talk with. It's just, yeah. Those other guys probably tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now you're uh, signed with the Bruins. Uh, I think you, you 
or at least in the backup role with them for a bit, probably spent a bit of time, uh, spent the majority of your time with Providence and Reading. Uh, how are those two years with the Bruins organization? Is there anything like uh, that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, like it was, it was a whirlwind too. It happened so fast. Um, you know, there was times where I felt like I got caught up in like, I remember when I first got there, you know, and you get in the dressing room and, you know, this is when Boston, well, they're still in their prime now, but um, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember being like, almost like a fan and yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. And like, that's the worst mentality you can have. And, you know, obviously I know that now I've got a lot more experience now and stuff like that. And when you first come in, you're just kind of, your eyes are just, oh my God, yeah. like what's going on? Like, yeah. you know, you're, I remember just being like Tim Thomas had just won the Vesna trophy and like, I'm like, okay, like, so what am I supposed to do here? Like, uh, but yeah, so it it was pretty special. Um, even being called up, you know, and doing some backing up games and, you know, being around, uh, seeing how guys act and seeing how guys prepare and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'd learned a lot and, um, yeah, it was it was a great experience. I I honestly wish I would have had it a little bit later in my career when maybe I was more ready for it. Um, yeah. But that's the way life goes, and it's timing and everything like that. But um, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So kind of what like you come to the end of your contract there with the Bruins, uh, and you're thinking what's what's my next play so you signed in the khl what was kind of your thought process in uh going that route as to sticking it out uh, in north america or elsewhere yeah you just i i was kind of sick of the the games i guess like the the up and downs and the, all that kind of stuff and and uh i just this opportunity presented itself and, you know, I knew that you could make a good living in the KHL and, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't scared to kind of try something different. I'd kind of done that quite a bit in my career and um, just basically decided to take a chance. I knew this guy, he was a skills coach in Providence when I was there and a Russian guy and he approached me one day and just said, Hey, would you ever be interested in going and playing in Russia? And I was like, I don't know, maybe, like, I don't really know anything about it. And then, so I started talking to him and I got to know him and, uh, you know, I was presented with a chance to go over there and get in. And I knew, I knew it was a good league and I knew it was kind of hard to get into for imports and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, if I'm getting this opportunity, maybe I should take it. And uh, so I just decided to take it. And I knew I was going to a team that wasn't very good, but I had done that before and, I was like, well, you know, it just gives me a chance. If I can play well, maybe another team will see me and, you know, maybe I can get picked up by another team or something like that. So right. that was kind of my mindset uh, going into it anyway. Yeah. Um, was there much culture shock for you going over there or did you just kind of uh, find it somewhat easy to settle into? Uh, no, there was definitely, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough place to live. Um you know, I didn't play in Moscow or any of these like nice cities, you know, I was kind of in these tougher cities and uh, industrial cities and um, it was tough at times for sure. It would wear on you, you know, uh, 
long seasons, um, pretty hard training, pretty demanding. Um, and it, it would, it would wear on you and, uh, you know, food and everything like that. Like the first time leaving North America, um, you know, I think it's tough for, for a lot of guys, um, but going to Russia, you know, it's one thing going to Germany or somewhere like that, but stepping right into Russia is definitely a bit of a shock for sure. Right. And uh, your three years there, uh, was it a, a good experience hockey-wise for you? Uh, oh, sir. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. It was, uh, I got to play there the one year during the lockout. and That was my second year there. and um, It was pretty cool. You know, all the big guys, all the big Russian guys were over there. And, yeah. you know, a bunch of North American guys too. And um, that was a lot of fun. Um, so it was good. It, like the hockey is unreal. It's a great league. Um, honestly, I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about it. You know, it's, it's uh, the people are really kind. I know they get a lot of a bad rap and all that kind of stuff, but um, the Russian people uh, treated me really well. So uh, I don't really have anything bad to say about that. Like they very kind and, um, yeah, it was, it was a, it overall, it was a pretty good experience. Um, hockey wise, it was a great experience and even life wise, you know, you, uh, it opens your eyes to a few things for sure. You know, that maybe we take for granted and you yeah. know, how, how good we have things. So. Yeah, I can, uh, relate to that. So just with, uh, you know, like you make the, transit we're gone full circle here now we're looking at like your time heading to south korea with it's mm-hmm. anyang hala is that how you pronounce it yeah so you make your debut in the asia league um and like you, your numbers are just lights out uh you're named like top goal tenor like three or four of the years at least and then you guys won three championships how would you describe your time in that league uh over the course of these six seasons it's been it's been a lot of you know i've I've definitely seen the league grow and change um you know i definitely think that um it's gotten a lot better um i feel like they've brought in a lot brought in really good import players which has pushed the domestic players to become better right Um, it's yeah and in Korea Korea has gotten better so that has forced the other countries to kind of get better and and compete and um it's been a lot of fun I feel like we've had good good teams um pretty well every year um my second year I think no my third year was probably our our best team there we were we were good um and we've had a good team every year but uh it's been fun it's makes my job a little bit easier for sure when you've got good guys in front of you helping you out. So yeah. um, it's been, it's been good. It's a great place to live, like the accommodations and everything. It's, it's an awesome city, uh, awesome country. People are amazing. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to talk about, you talked about how the domestic players had to kind of like, obviously, increase their own personal development and stuff is you guys uh partake in a lot of stuff with youth uh programs in the area or 
like has have those programs come a long ways or do you have much knowledge about that yeah i think um you know we help out a little bit uh some guys more than others um and it definitely has i think the popularity of hockey has definitely taken off um more kids playing and that's you know the first step you know you got to have the numbers uh and over there the big issue is just the amount of rinks um yeah. there's not a lot of rinks so the price for ice is expensive so that really limits who yeah. can play the game right like if i grew up in south korea i wouldn't have never been able to play hockey so um you know that's just the reality um of what's going on over there but um there's definitely more more interest and more kids playing and and uh yeah it's good to see so um there's hopefully some young kids coming and so when we're ready to pack it in they can step in so. yeah so you touched on it there packing it in uh what what do you see yourself doing going forward here in the next few years and then beyond your playing career yeah, I've got uh, I've got two two years left on this contract right now, and um, I'd like to play one more year after that. If you know, obviously, if health is good and everything like that, um, and then after that, I don't know. Honestly, uh, I have a few little ideas of things that I might be interested in, but you know, if I do play three more years, to me, that's that's a long time. So a lot can change in that time, and. Um, I, I'm always a believer that, you know, an opportunity will present itself and you'll know it's the right opportunity at the right time. And, you know, I don't, I don't stress about it. It's, um, you know, it's what's meant to happen will happen. And um, I'm not going to stress about after I'm just going to try and keep enjoying the ride here. So right on. Well, yeah. I guess uh, one of the last things I like to uh, kind of leave on here uh, just with the two guys ahead of you, was just kind of anything that you could pass along to the youth of the game today, just maybe something you wish you knew at an earlier age or something uh, uh, that you have learned along the way that you'd like to pass along. Yeah, I think just the the biggest thing is, you know, enjoy, enjoy it. You know, the game can be taken away from you at any time and, and as we're seeing right now, even with what's going on in the world right now. So, yeah. um, you know, any time that you get to play and, you know, just enjoy it and, and have fun and um, work hard. You know, I think that uh, set goals for yourself and don't be scared to take chances. Don't be scared to put yourself out there. And You know, you're going to fail. Everyone fails, but, you know, just keep at it. If You know, if that's, what you want to do don't let people tell you you can't do it you know stay at it and keep keep going i guess is kind of you know i've always been a believer that you know you put your mind to something and you know you'd be amazed at what you can accomplish your you, you know your mind and your body can do some pretty crazy things if you if you let it so yeah like uh yeah just the uh, persistence um and always chasing that um would you really say that at any point in in your career you had a tough time with finding that drive to keep going um no i always kind of felt like i always played kind of with a chip on my shoulder um so that always helps uh you know i always kind of wanted to prove people wrong or you know or 
kind of shove it in someone's face or something like that, you know, like, yeah, that was to me kind of what I kind of always wanted to play with an edge like that. And, um, you know, as you get older, sometimes when the body hurts a little bit more, there's days when you go into practice that, you know, you're, you're wondering, geez, like, you know, but then you get out there and you start having fun again. So, um, but no, there was never really time. There was more times that I wondered, like, you know, what's the next play? Like, what's the next move here? Like, you know, I got, I can't keep going level you know, I got to go, I got to keep making a jump. Exactly. Because so that was more, there was times I thought about that and, but yeah, as for the drive and the love of the game, no, I think, I don't think you play for this long or at the level, if you don't have it, you've got to have it because you know, it, yeah. Yeah. I can uh, say that with just playing myself um, and obviously just in the senior league in, in the Western Ontario uh, area now, I definitely personal battles with just trying to stay in touch and love with the game. Um, sure. For, for me, a big part was, and I mean, it's always kind of conflicting because of the home life and everything was uh, my two young boys. Uh, you have a young boy yourself, right, Matt? Yep. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I don't know if he's at the age where he could really uh, watch and understand the game. Maybe he is. Uh, has that had a, an impact on on how you play or uh, maybe your love for the game as well? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, you know, my wife, when she's at home and I'm playing or whatever, she'll be streaming the games on TV and, you know, he'll watch and when they put the camera on you and everything, you know, when he says, oh, that's dad or whatever, like, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, to be able to see, see that and, um, you know, for him to come to the games and stuff like that, he has no clue what's going on out there, but, um, you know, as he gets older, I think that he'll appreciate it a little bit more and, um, for sure. I'm glad that, you know, that's another thing too, why I want to keep playing is as he gets older, I want him to be able to see me play a little bit more and, you know, hopefully have some kind of memory of, of it. So, yeah. That's such a, a great experience. Uh, and I'm glad to hear that it's, uh, something that you cherish as well. Uh, yeah. I still it's burned in my my mind probably one of the biggest goals that I scored was uh, I think two seasons ago just uh was lazy coming out of the the offensive zone uh because it was a two-on-one going the other way and I'm like I, I'm not getting back so I just stretched it out and uh soupy and net for us made a big save and then Barlow's naturally looking up the ice and springs me on a breakaway score on the breakaway and I just curled off to the glass I didn't even know that they were there but they're just standing right at the glass cheering me on yeah, just something I'll, I would never forget that moment uh, probably forever so uh, that's uh, awesome and I, I hope that you get to share those memories with uh, your boy as well I appreciate it yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's good it's uh yeah, it's hard to explain to someone unless they they have it themselves, right? But yeah, you know, special. Yeah, well, 
thanks for uh, spending the evening here with me, Matt. It was very appreciative. Um, and I'm glad you got to uh, share your story with me and for the listeners. Uh, and uh, good luck with everything going forward. Appreciate it. Thank you. And there you have it, folks. Such a great talk with Matt last night. Uh, just an honor to be able to share his story. Um, and already three incredible episodes uh, just to be able to share the stories of Jeremy Welsh, Bobby Raymond, and Matt Dalton, all here on County Boys, being able to uh, go on to play uh, a long professional hockey career. Uh, and really providing inspiration for uh, for the younger generation. I mean, they all came from local minor hockey products, small town minor hockey, um, even through some of their most prominent years. Uh, and it's just great to be able to to see that if you want to keep pushing yourself, that that's not going to hold you back. Um, and no matter where you're coming from, if you uh, have a true desire to make it in hockey, uh, it it's uh, gonna be put on you, not uh, necessarily on other people. So that's a great thing to know um, and just to uh, hopefully inspire young players today. Um, I have a great group of people that I have lined up to talk to here going forward and I look forward to sharing more stories uh, but for tonight I'm signing off of Brad Burton Revolution Hockey Series Perspective Hockey Talk. Thanks for listening. Bye.